Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. Hey, just a language warning. This episode episode. has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and passed over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Lauren Grace here, and welcome to The Afterlight. And I'm joined today for the second time, and I'm super excited. Let me get through the bio, though, and then we'll, we'll go there. We're going to be joined by Teresa Wynn. She is a dragon channel, an energy healer, a speaker, and an RN of over 20 years. She facilitates group experiences, including transformational healing retreats, women's empowerment events, and sound bath healings. When it comes to transformation and helping others, she has a superpower. It is being able to see through the surface and help you to break up your fear and release the blocked energy so you can find peace, joy, fulfillment, and remember the badass woman that you are. Teresa primarily works with the dragons, archangels, and her shaman ancestors as a clear channel to assist in your transformational journey of awakening. Teresa is a motivational speaker and has been featured in the New York Times, U.S. News, and World Report, Weight Watchers, and other publications. And she's joining me today to talk about what we're going to be talking about the archangels, working with her shaman ancestors, and maybe how you can also get started working with yours. But we're also going to get right back into the subject of dragons. And I want to say for our listener at home, if this is the first time you're listening to this, I really think you need to hit stop. Go back to last week's episode where Teresa and I had part one because we've come together here to do a part two because part one was all about Um, dragon energy, Teresa's story of connecting with the dragons. And that's one of the most fascinating stories ever, Teresa. I loved that. Thank you. Anyway, I keep talking here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. It's great to be back. (laughs) So yeah, our listener at home, if you haven't listened to part two, please stop this, go back, listen to part two, uh, part one rather, and then come back and listen to part two, because we're not going to revisit the things that we already covered, because we've got many more things to discuss. So Teresa, welcome back to the show. So I just figured let's just launch right into it. So last week we were talking a lot about working, uh, you, you know, connecting with the dragons and your experience in doing that. And even just you kind of feeling a little bit more comfortable about pursuing that energy in the public eye as well, because it was a little bit, you know, um, could be a little bit nerve wracking, I would imagine at times. So one of the things that we didn't cover off of, though, was actually how to work with dragons, you know, in your everyday life, uh, what they can also assist with. So why don't we sort of start there? Or do you think we need to talk about the different types of dragons? Because I understand as well that there are no go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, there's 
all sorts of types of dragons and even people who I think probably would consider them themselves dragon experts um, wouldn't be able to share like the different all the different labels you know that that they could put on on dragons but um so in terms of how you connect to dragon energy there's a lot of different ways i've found though that a lot of people have gone to plant medicine and unexpectedly experienced the dragon energy. Some people don't even need it. Like when I did a virtual sound bath, for example, a woman had emailed me and described how her body felt. And she had said that there's this, this really strong energy coming up from her belly and into her throat. And it had made her want to make these weird sounds and she said and my tongue wanted to come out and my legs are raising up and I'm like <laughs> oh my god that's totally dragon energy you know so you don't need to be under the influence of anything it's more just like the intention of connecting to um the dragon energy itself because uh so we're we're focused on this woman who uh was at the virtual who attended the virtual sound bath her intention was just really to stay open to the dragon energy and feel what it was like and that's exactly what she got and then some people if we were talking about plant medicine some people if they specifically ask for dragon energy or ask to experience that that will also come through but you have to be very careful with plant medicine because it's not like an on off switch you know like if you're asking to connect with dragon energy, this is not like fairy energy. This is not gentle energy. This is like fierce, incredibly strong, like- Transformative. Um, transformative, yeah, like, and transmuting energy. So oh, yeah. um, so it, it's, it's a force to be reckoned with and you will feel it and it, you can't just turn it off when you're on plant medicine. So I would highly recommend not doing that unless you are going to be monitored for the next, I don't know how many days, because there are people who are reporting that they're on plant medicine. And even after supposedly this medicine, like it's cleared out of the body, they're still experiencing the dragons. And that can be very disruptive. It can be very scary uh, when you don't have someone with you. So I would yeah. not recommend that, that route unless you, you know, unless you have somebody, um, um, watching you. Uh, the other way is, okay, so we have through medicine, we can have through sound. I feel like through any type of vibration and intention, you can really call them in. There are some people who really want to work with them, but they don't want to feel that kind of energy. They just want to work with the energy without having to embody the energy. And that is also possible. You can you can work at, with them at different levels, but um, you just have to remember that it's really intense energy. Um, and you can call them in. Um, just, you know, I just called them like, when I first started working with them, I just called them high vibrational dragons because I just wanted the best of the best, you know? Mm -hmm. So yep. I just call in any of the high vibrational dragons to come through and um, work with me, help me to heal, help me to clear. Or if I'm working with, when I was, if I was working with a client, I would ask the same thing. And sometimes they come, a lot of times they come through um, 
your hands. Like you'll start to feel your hands vibrate and sweat and the energy, you know, how does energy feel like in your hands? Um, uh, and then you use that then to heal whatever it is that um, you're focused on. So if it's some sort of trauma, if it's um, assisting in a client session, if it is um, helping you to just understand and get clarity on your own journey, um, you can do that too. But I, I guess I guess it's not, there's, there's no like official way um, to, to work with dragons, but you just have to know that if you choose to work with them, um, that you'd better be ready um, because <laughs> be it's- Be careful what you wish again, for, as they say. Yeah, be careful what you wish for because I would consider myself, I know it doesn't seem like it, but on a like a normal everyday setting, I'm very shy, I'm very timid. And when I experienced it, it scared the crap out of me. I was like, I'm not ready for this. I kind of don't want it. Um, but I think I'd already gone beyond that when it was, uh, when there was the initiation of the dragons, because I, the way I channel dragons is not something I find very many people do or are able to do. Because um, you're so holding that's a lot of that you actually feeling that energy and you're kind of holding a lot of that power within your frame, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. so it's literally in my body Yeah. versus if you are not going to be trans channeling dragons, then you would be working with the energy, not actually being the energy. Right. Right. And yeah. I think that, you know, in a way, it's sort of the idea that you have to kind of crawl, walk and then run. Whereas sometimes people launch into these things and they go, oh, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, Khaleesi, the dragon mother. I want to definitely work with the dragon energy. And it's like, well, sometimes you have to also understand how to hold energy from maybe that it's, that's lighter or really feel that, you know, I know with my mediumship, I didn't I like being an empath, empath, I only really realized what I was doing half the time, you know, because the rest of the time, I just thought it belonged to me, let alone when you're, you know, connecting with a really strong, 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 strong entity. I mean, that would take some practice and work and almost building yourself up to that stage as well. Right, right. And, and just to clarify, what I do isn't like better or, or, you know, uh, more advanced or anything like that it's just different so I want to like clear any impressions or assumptions that um working the way I do with dragons is is better or or advanced or anything like that it's just a different way and this is the way I choose to work with them and it's not always going to be the way other people but going back to what you were saying about um uh just your last comment I'm thinking about a client who came to me and she took plant medicine, mushrooms. She'd already, she'd taken mushrooms all the time. It's just that this last time her intention was different. Mm -hmm. And so it brought the dragons and it, they never stopped. They didn't stop for three days. And when she came to me, she was extremely frightened. And so it's learning then how do you integrate this energy? How do you learn to... 
I don't want to say the word tame, but it's almost like that where, because it's so wild when you don't know what to do with it, you're basically letting the, the dragon energy control you in every way possible. So when you don't take control of one, take responsibility, right? Because you asked for it. So now you have to take responsibility. Yeah. You are now held accountable for those intentions um, and then take back control. I mean, just because you feel out of control doesn't mean you cannot take back control. Mm. And so bringing when in, in that type of experience where you're feeling sort of out of control, when you're feeling like I don't have, um, I don't know what to do. And my body and my mind is like going places where um, I haven't experienced before. Um, that's when you have to empower yourself and basically say that I am a sovereign being. And I do not allow anything to happen to me without my permission. And then you freaking bring in the light and anchor yourself, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. this is, I think this is kind of like the, the challenging part when you're wanting to work with spirit, any, mm -hmm. any kind of spirit is you do not give away your power and they will never take it away. It's just that they're not human beings you know so if you don't tell them give them some guidance give them give them some boundaries, boundaries give them kind of set expectations on how you would like this partnership to work yeah well they're just yeah. gonna do what they want you know what I mean without without you like without the guidance that you need to like have with them like build this relationship but first of all stand in your freaking power you yeah. know like you you will always have control. You just have to remember that you had it originally and you have to take that back. And then once you realize that, that's when the, I feel like that's when the integration starts because it's scary when you're having all these feelings and these thoughts that you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like I have such a different way of seeing the world. I have such a different way of now things that I believe in. And now like, there's energy running through my body and I have no idea what to do about it. So it totally shakes up your world, but that doesn't mean that you don't have control either, you know? And that's yeah. also why there's people like you and me around, you know, yeah. to help. So you don't have to do it by oh. yourself. Like reach out to people as crazy as you feel like it might seem, whatever you're going through spiritually, it's like you have to reach out to people to help you, especially people who have been through it so that yeah. they see what's going on. They, It's familiar to them. They understand it and they can guide you through it. Yeah, 100%. And I know when I first started mediumship, that was a big block for me that I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to be strong enough to have boundaries. Like I had fears around that and it exactly what you said, you know, I went to a healer and I worked through some stuff and then I was able to understand, wait a minute, I am powerful and I can stand in my power and I can choose when to turn that button on or not. And you know, exactly. what yeah, but it does take, and it takes practice as well, I will say, and it's a real confidence thing, but like you said, you know, we do have that ability and sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit to realize that, wait a minute, we are co-creating, like we invite things into our lives all the time. So we can easily tell things to go away too. Yeah, 
Exactly. Exactly. And so there is like, once you, I, I mean, I guess I'm talking about the dragon energy, but once you've integrated that energy into who you are, then it just becomes like, then there's an on and off switch. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's how I feel. I'm like, you know, I'm like, there's an on and there's an off. And yes, you know, sometimes I'm always kind of on well, I'll, I'll, where I'm going to get the messages, but that's yeah. different. That's than, agree. Know. Yeah. yeah, that's totally, that's totally true. Cause you, cause we are still humans living a human experience. So that's the thing that you were talking about in that integration. I really want to go into the integration concept for a second, because I want to talk to you about the difference between integrating and grounding. Cause I personally believe there is a pretty big difference, but before we get to that, I do want to go back to something that you said earlier, because I was really fascinated by it. You did talk about using dragon energy for healing and you did talk about you know, almost it coming out of your hands. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Would that work sort of like healing touch or Reiki? And is the intention to do kind of imagine in your mind's eye dragon energy coming through? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. So the way, the way it comes through will be different, right? Based on the clear gifts that you have. For me, it's it's a knowing and it's um, the seeing. And um, when I work with the dragon energies, it comes through my crown and then it comes out through my hands. But while it's coming out through my hands, in my mind's eye also, I'm seeing like what I need to do with it, where it needs to go. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll start seeing like, it's usually just flames, flames like everywhere um, because that is, that is me. Like I'm just fire and I want things to move fast. And I want just, I want it to be burned down and completely transmuted. Um, but you know, what, after you burn things down, you know, it creates like fertilizer for growth, for new growth. Like that's the power of flames. That's the power of fire. And that's what I see when, whenever I'm working with people, it's just this fire. It's either, it's either, fueling it it's either you know um starting the fire especially in their sacrum and then building it up right so that they can start to either speak or use it um or it's um uh accelerating um almost like a a desire for them to to um align with a specific mission so there might be people around me who are like well I know I kind of know what I want to do but you know, there's some fear there or, or like I f I'm feeling stuck. So then I just use the fire to like clear that all out. And it's not like, oh, I'm just going to take a little bit out at a time. Like this is just ripping it out. I'm ripping it and I'm burning and it's just like moving through it. And like, I'd hate to use the word bulldoze because it almost feels like you're forcing, but that is how... I feel when I'm working with the energy yeah. is that I'm really just like moving through it that strongly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it reminds me of um, the retreat that um, I came back from. There was a woman there um, and <laughs> she's highly intuitive, highly gifted. And the dragons were like, well, um, we need to start like, you know, moving the fire up from her body and usually it's my dragons talking to her guides and then 
my dragon's then telling me what to do or mm-hmm. ha- having my body. Okay. It's not me making the decision. It's, you know, being channeled through me. And so the guides on both sides are talking and the attendee was like, Teresa, I know that you are doing something. And I felt the fire move from my belly to my throat. And I said, no, ma'am, oh, no, nice. ma'am. I will not have it because she didn't, she didn't know what it was. And she didn't realize like what was happening. And so she wouldn't allow it to happen, which was fine, you know, which is fine because that's like another thing too that people need to realize, right? Free will. So just because the dragon energy is like moving and doing all this stuff, you still have the power to say, no, thanks. I don't want it right now, you know, or no, thanks. This doesn't feel right to me in this moment. Um, Maybe you need to explain it to me and then I will revisit it or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, And so it was really interesting because you, even though the fire still wants to clear and transmute, it will not do it without your permission. You know, like if you're not going to allow it, it it can't, it can't move through you. So when you do work with dragon energy being the recipient and you really want to feel the clearing and transmuting of it, then you have to allow it. You have to receive it. Um, otherwise, it's going to stop. <laughs> you're going to stop the flow. Um, mm-hmm. And and you're going to kind of get stuck um, where you were originally as well. And and the, also another thing about fire, working with fire and dragons is, um, so I don't want people also to think that it's bypassing healing that needs to be addressed it what it's doing it is clearing the way for you to be able to see what needs to be addressed because you know we talk about healing occurs in layers well there's so many of those layers that are just junk like it's it's stuff stuff that we really don't need to address but once we clear the top layers then you can get you can see and you can be more aware of like the root cause of you know, why you're repeating these patterns or why you continue to attract the same types of people that um, don't bring, you know, the same amount of joy into your life as, as you to theirs, you know, there's, there's, you know, whatever it is you're feeling and, and whatever experiences that you're recreating that isn't in alignment with, um, with love. When you work with these dragons and, experience the dragon healing things just become clearer and it's because it's so fast and because it's so intense Mm -hmm. I can relate to that because I'm an Aries and I also have like I think Aries and Mars so I'm like super fiery as well yeah and I I really relate to you because I also just want to get the job done that's a big part yeah. about like, I don't want to like la 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 around. I just want to burn yes. it and move on. Yes. yes. So, and <laughs> I, I think, it. yeah. And I think that's why, you know, and I understand what you're saying about the healing, but sometimes we're also like, at least for me, I go, I don't always really actually need to figure it out. I just want to stop the pattern. Cause I'm ready to move on from that, you know? And, and I think yeah. that, I mean, obviously I can say that in passing right now, it's very possible that sometimes there are things that do need to be sorted out potentially, but I do think that because we have free will that when we're ready to move on from things that are blocking us that, you know, I love the idea of working with the element of fire. When you're talking about working with a client for that, do they kind of sit in meditation or like sit calmly and then you witness it and you bring in all those changes 
you know, when you're looking at their, uh, maybe like their soul body is, does it kind of work like that? And then do people, do you recommend people can also do this for themselves? They can go through meditation and kind of get started. Cause you know, for me, I'm like, yeah, I feel this for myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so typically the easiest way is for people to uh, be laying down for me to, to work with them. I just, it's just more of a, a position of surrender, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, when they're, when they're laying down and, you know, it kind of like gets them in the state of just letting go. So, uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, you can't, you can't work with people while they're sitting up. I just find it like, I can see so much clear when their entire body is flat. Mm. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm working with the auric field and their, and their physical body. Um, that's where I'm working and what I'm doing, because it's all like the inflammation that's really just energy that's stuck energy um and uh and working with their physical body to remove all of that um but in terms of people doing this for themselves i would say for you yes i would say for somebody who maybe has not done enough work in the spiritual um realm <laughs> yes no uh just because it's it's so strong and yeah. I wouldn't want them to like have to do it themselves like it would have to be under some guidance in case something comes up or maybe yeah. there's some fear you know and then we can kind of like work with that while they're in it mm-hmm. okay beautiful let's go back to what I was talking about earlier about integration versus grounding do you see mm-hmm. that there's a bit of a difference and yeah. how does it, yeah, how, how can you guide someone or how does it even show up? Cause I think sometimes as well, when we're working with energy and, you know, even just being spiritual beings, as we learn and grow, we change, we evolve. So we're constantly integrating, but I think, you know, I've been in positions before where I haven't really known what was happening and I did not integrate in a very good way like I really resisted it and it became really sort of um, really difficult for me from a mental point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So integration um, is not fun. It's never <laughs> been fun. For me. <laughs> integration usually happens when those layers have been removed and now I'm seeing stuff and I'm hearing things that I don't want to hear the things that I have done, like me owning up to my being responsible for things that have happened and then taking the steps to express love for myself because it's usually very painful. And then also whatever I need to do to release that other person because it it's a lot of relationship stuff honestly that happens during integration for me um and also uh uh things that my parents and family have taught me um that i am willing to let go of let go of in terms of like you know maybe um there's some cultural tradition that is like 
you know, we have to do every single year because if we don't, then it, we end up cursing, you know, our, our ancestors, you know, for generations and generations, like those kind of things where beliefs just, they don't resonate with me anymore. And it's because like, I'm, you know, over 40 years old, but since the day I was born, that's what I've been taught. That's what I've been told. So it is yes. a part of conditioned really programming, wrong. essentially. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And just like being willing to let that go. But I think the hardest part is it's like, there's some grief there because I'm like, but that was me, you know, like that was a part of me and that is what I believed in for so long. And it's um, supported me in that way in terms of like creating this identity of this Vietnamese woman, um, Vietnamese female woman, Vietnamese female woman who has, you know, always had to like appease her parents or appease mm. her ancestors, you know, like just things really that I never thought twice about until the phase of integration when right. you start to question, you start, you really start to question your life. Um, that yes. to me is integration. It's right, like, where you're like, I don't want to do this. Why do I keep doing it? Yeah, it's interesting because it sounds to me like you're, you know, and I'm, I'm sure many people can relate to this where you do things out of almost guilt, obligation, yeah, uh, all yes, of these thoughts without sort of going back to what you were talking about before, which is that you're a sovereign being. You don't have to do any of these things, but then you also have to deal with the, it's almost in a way a burning up of the ego, right? It's a burning up of those old patterns. It's a burning up of the way that we used to be. I, I think- yeah, integration is a lot about that, isn't it? It's about giving yourself permission to become who you're becoming in this moment. Yeah, and it's scary. That's why there's so much. That's why it's not fun because yeah. you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you're going to be, you know, ending relationships. You're going to be disrupting relationships and causing a lot of chaos. Um, and nobody likes chaos, but sometimes that has to happen. Um, and also you can choose not to participate in the chaos. There's that too, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just very dis disrupting is like the big word. When I think about integration, it's not smooth. It's not fun. It's very disrupting, but it's necessary if your intention is to grow, if your intention is to connect more to um, your spirit and your soul. I'm sorry, hold on, I'm sorry. Have to put this on, do not disturb. Um, and um, yeah, I, I I, I think that people think integration because it sounds so like uh, light, you know? Yeah, I, well, I guess I don't. Yeah, I guess for some who maybe haven't gone through it before. Yes, yes. For but. people who have not gone through it, right. It it sounds very light. It's like, um, oh, just integrate. It's like, no, because uh, you also you feel emotional, you feel confused. Yes, you're yes, stepping yes, into this new way. You want it, you're tired, you know, there's all these sort of yeah. things that sort of happen. I guess one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up integration and grounding was that because of my experience, I think sometimes I've been confused 
where I was integrating and I didn't really realize. And I thought I had to ground instead of ride the wave of integration. So I guess that's why I wanted to bring those two things up together. Cause I think that as spiritual beings, there's a lot of emphasis on us being able to be grounded so that we can live as a human and not be, you know, in la la land all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to almost be able to understand when we are integrating so that we're not grounding the energy. We're actually moving it through us. So have you ever looked at those in terms of comparing them or have you ever had a challenge with grounding versus integrating? Or do you think it's, you know, you bring up a really good point. No, Lauren, you bring up a really good point because I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Um, I will say sometimes, you do need to ground as part of that integration because you have to be in your body to understand what's going on, right? You have to also feel where it is so that you can focus on that area. Ask your body, like what, what's there? Why, why am I holding this constriction or, or pain or discomfort here in my belly? Like maybe that's where I hold everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely feel like grounding is a part, like it's necessary for, um, when you're, you're in this integration period, but I think sometimes we overground if, if that's even a term, I feel like, um, we don't, always need to be grounded um when we're not grounded it's only because we're not mindful it's not it's because we're just not in this present moment but you don't have to ground to be in this present moment right you just have to snap out of it and just be like okay this is what i can control right now (laughs) you know and all this other worry and crap that's like I think is going to be coming. I can't control that. I can only control what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, how I'm acting, how I'm behaving right now. That's it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe that is called grounding, but I don't like have to ground to the earth. I don't have to fill with light. I don't have to anchor myself. I just have to snap out of it and just (laughs) be in the present moment. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. You perfectly, that's perfectly put because that that's exactly right. And when I think about my own challenges or you know when I've had a hard time you're right it's because I'm not being mindful it's because I'm having crazy talk in the head and that's the problem it's about not being present versus being so flat on the earth that I'm no longer connected to you know source which you know it's about having that balance I love one of my friends Martina she talks about being connected to the soil and the stars you know all at once and, and mm-hmm. understanding that. So um, we don't have too long in our conversation that's sort of left. I and mean, we've got about 20 minutes, but I do really want to talk about working with the archangels because it's one of my, I actually just love working with them. And I, I did want to touch a little bit on uh, working with ancestors as well, if it's appropriate today. But before we kind of leave the subject of the dragons, is there anything that you wanted to say about that subject? Because it's obviously quite difficult to be able to summarize something so incredible in such a short period of time and kind of, I don't want to gloss over the conversation either. So if you feel that there's more for us to talk about, then I'm also happy to go there. No, I'm just going to say one thing because I've noticed that um, more people are talking about it um, online. And so I want for you, your audience, as you're reading the posts or watching the videos, be very discerning about what resonates for you and what doesn't. Um, 
There are things that I have not experienced to be true. There are some things that I have experienced to be true, but that doesn't mean that that person is wrong. I, I want you to be in your full power when you are listening and hearing and take those things that make sense to you and everything else you can just put to the side. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I know when you're talking even today, I get some of those flashes of, you know, goosebumps or kind of just that confirmation. And that for me is always a trigger about that's truth, you know, that mm. resonates with me. Do you kind of feel that when you're hearing something that's truthful? Does, is that a way that you're able to, to discern? Yeah. Yes. I like, I just get excited. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But I guess especially when it's about the dragons, because again, not too many people uh, are talking about the energy if they are experiencing it it's not being shared mm. um so when people are talking about it and it's something I do resonate with it makes me very excited because then I it's also like okay you're not crazy <laughs> you know yeah I'm I not alone reminder <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true and you know we're not alone we're not crazy we're just yeah. all experiencing different different experiences that's really what it's yeah. about and it's so cool yeah. So where did you first develop a connection with the archangels? Did that start around the time of working with dragon energy or did it start before that? Before that, I mean, the archangels were my introduction to working with spirit. They were to me the safest and uh, for me, yeah, the safest basically. Mm -hmm. so, so what uh, was your experience I, like? Um, I trained with Amy and Nicole. And their first, uh, their first class was about channeling. And I was very uncomfortable with it. Uh, I did not want to channel, but I was interested in the topic. And there's all different ways to channel, right? Like it's more streaming. Like I was interested in the streaming where you hear the information or feel it and then you can communicate it. Like I liked that part. I, you know, didn't like the other channeling where you embody the energy. But <laughs> um, so I was introduced through to the, the different archangels. I only really knew of Archangel Michael because I um, was raised Catholic. So Archangel Michael is very familiar to me. And my parents have a statue of Archangel Michael in their house. Oh. Um, but yeah, but through working with Amy and Nicole, I learned about Archangel Metatron, Archangel Sandleton, Archangel Ariel, Archangel Gabriel. Those really are um, the main archangels that I work with, the ones that I just rambled off. Um, and they usually Michael and the dragons work together with me. Uh, and then everyone else is just like, you know, whenever I need to call them in for a healing or additional support, they're there. So I haven't worked, uh, like I know Ariel, Ariel, I work with her with animals, uh, lots to do with animals, animal welfare and stuff like that. In my experience, um, Metatron is a lot about transformation, right? Is that how you, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. And he support go ahead. Sorry. He supports, um, people who in their awakening process yeah what about sandalfin i haven't worked with archangel sandalfin really before yeah so um sandalfin was the other archangel who was previously human okay. like yeah like like metatron used to be human uh in the bible documented in the bible that they were human and they are now um archangels 
Um, so sandal fin, I use a sandal. I, I, I use sandal fin. I <laughs> call in archangel sandal fin when it has to do with earth energy, when it has to do with, um, like a community thing. Uh, if there is, um, disruption or a disconnect or disharmony in a community, I call him in and he will then use his energy um, to assist in creating um, love and awareness for specific individuals within that community um, that's creating sort of like the chaos. Mm -hmm. um, I like to, so he, I work with a lot of groups in terms of um, the work that I do, um, but I don't work in like, if I don't work in those specific, I don't know what else to call them, communities within my city or within my state or within the country. Like I'm not involved in politics or anything like that. And and not that I not that um the archangels are uh you know involved with anything like that. But when I feel like there's a group that I'm aware of that needs Sandalfin's energy, that needs um to have some clearing in terms of sort of like this dense energy that's hanging over them, mm. then I ask him to come and clear it so that they can get clarity so that they can make the decisions for the, um, for, for like the highest good for that particular group of people that they're going to be affecting by their decisions. Okay. So for somebody at home, who's not really familiar with working with the archangels. And one thing we will say is, uh, Gabriel's really good with communication and writing and things like that. Is that where you work with Gabriel? I work with Gabriel. She's kind of um, like uh, she puts all the puzzle pieces in place for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She moves like she's like I think about like the chess uh, pieces and she moves those chess pieces around. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So um, one of the cool things about talking about the archangels, and I like that you work with archangels that I don't always work with personally, which is really fascinating to me and interesting. But the archangels seem like a pretty nice introduction to working with spirit as well, especially if somebody's like, I want to work with the dragons, but maybe I need to sort of crawl and, and work with something that's a little bit lighter. So the, the archangels could be a really great idea for that. Now, how do you kind of go about connecting with the archangels? So is that through meditation? Do you then talk to them? And it sounds to me as well that there's a lot of prayer involved and a lot of service that you're working with because mm -hmm. with sandalfin you know i'm imagining these community groups don't know you're doing this and they're not paying right. you no. <laughs> you're doing it as more of like a you know you're aware that there's a disharmony on the earth and when we all raise our vibration together we all raise the whole earth's vibration mm -hmm. so can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about you know maybe how people would maybe sort of get get started working with the archangels yeah yeah, yeah i i feel like it's so easy um, so, um, you can do it through meditation or you can do it through writing, um, through meditation, um, you, you know, you can be in a, just a quiet, I like to light a candle just to be like setting the, the, 
the mood. not the but you know yeah setting the mood um and then I will close my eyes and I'll start to connect within because the way I feel the archangels is through my body. Like if I, I feel them coming through, like, for example, um, Archangel Michael, I always, when he comes through, I can feel a tingling in my thighs. So that's how I connect with them is I can feel them a certain way. And, um, and, and the archangels may come through to you in a different way, but what you can do is be in meditation and then you want to, um, fill yourself with light and expand. And just like you were talking about before Lauren connecting, um, to the stars and also to the earth, um, with the light and then expanding. And once you do that, then you will, um, ask, call in one archangel just so you can start building a relationship and get familiar with that energy. And also, you know, again, depending on your clear gifts, it, it may, it may not be like a feeling. It may be like, you can hear them or you can see them or you I just get color for me. If I'm working with Michael, for example, I'll get blue around me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so however it is, um, when you're calling them in, be aware of like what's coming up. And then if it is a color, for example, ask for validation, just be like, Michael, if this is you, you know, show me a bolder blue. Or sometimes I'll say, yeah. okay, if this is really you, I want you to nod yes. <laughs> so sometimes it's like an orb, you know? So I'm like, nod yes, if this is Archangel Michael, nod yes, if this is Archangel Raphael. And then that, that oh. orb will bounce, you know? Yeah. Can or, you explain that just for someone at home? Because, sorry, I just heard an objection in my head and I want to bring it up. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Because I feel like my listener is going, yeah, but if you're intending to connect with that Archangel, why would anyone else come in? Like, how? why do you need to prove it? Yeah, because... Yeah. um. Because no matter how clear you think you are, how connected you think you are, sometimes there are spirits that um, we call them imposter spirits that like to come through and like, you know, play tricks on you. Um, and so uh, this, when I don't feel confident that it is the entity that I'm wanting to communicate with, I will ask for confirmation. But the other thing I was saying, too, is I will ask for the color gold because gold is, you know, the highest vibrational um, color. And that is what they will show you if you ask for it um, just to be like just to be safe. You know, that seems to be like the best thing is show me gold. So it'll be um, gold sparkles or they may, might show you like a gold eye or, you know, whatever it may be so that you can truly confirm that this is who it is. Uh, they, this is who you're connecting with. Um, and, um, and then from there, you know, you can just ask questions. This is a new friend you're building a relationship with. So, you know, how would you uh, approach it as if you are building a, a new friendship in that way? You know, like um, you can even, and, but you can also like, be a little bit more forward and be like, well, this is how I would prefer to connect with you. If you could show me 
you know, the color, whatever it is. And then show me again, the color gold. And then, you know, um, I'd only like for you to, I'm like, I'm like already talking about boundaries right now, because I just feel like when you open the door to connecting with spirit, you also kind of have to, again, set boundaries around when you would like to connect with them. But we'll, we'll back up anyways. I think the first thing to do is just connect and feel, see, sense, or hear this energy and then ask for validation. And then once you do that, you can start asking questions, just anything and everything and see what comes through. And oftentimes, if this is like your first time doing this, you're going to be like, is this real? You know, like, am yeah. I really hearing this or like, yes. is this me or is this somebody else? Or like, you know, it's, it, it is you, it's you. It's just that oftentimes it's your voice, but the message is them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you might so talk you have- differently, right? Because sometimes for me, when I'm listening to spirit, it's slower than the way that I would talk in my head. And it's, I don't know about your experience, but it's also lighter and it's always supportive. It would never say, yes. Lauren, you, you suck or anything like that. It would yes, be like, <laughs> good point, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. An archangel or, or a high vibrational spirit will never say anything negative. And they're, they're very loving. Everything that yeah. they say to you is very supportive and very loving. You're right. Exactly. Um, and I totally forgot what was, what we were, what was oh, I sorry. saying before that? Um, <laughs> I think you were just talking about asking questions and then, yeah. Yeah. Just, just ask questions. And then you just build that relationship every single day. Commit it's discipline. Mm -hmm. I was realizing this the other day when I was talking to somebody about like how busy it was, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, am I really busy or is it that I'm not disciplined? You know, am I not, I do have time Lauren, but I choose to watch you know, yeah. Netflix or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I choose Which to just you can like do, do in moderation, else. but at the same yes. time, yes. if you're, yeah, <laughs> I totally yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can well, all relate recommend- to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend, you know, 15 minutes a day, same time every day, 15 minutes a day, just sitting in quiet, connect with this spirit that you want to connect with, um, understand how they come through and have a conversation. And you can either have a like a conversation like you and I are having, or you can have it in your head, or you can, you know, write the question down and then see what comes up and write the answer down, but just don't second guess it. Make it like a game, you know, let's see what comes up. Let's see what messages I get today. Yeah. I love that. And it's like you said, it's, it's patience, it's perseverance. It's deciding that, you know what, I want to get you know, some guidance, some information from working with the ants, uh, with the archangels. And, you know, I love that you're talking about that intention setting. And, and I have heard before as well, it's really powerful if you can sort of set a similar time every day. Cause it's like, I've got my date with the archangels between yeah. you know, nine and yeah. nine 15 or something like that. Exactly. And then they'll have the message ready for you. Right. Perfect. Yeah. And they know you're listening, right? Because it's about, you know, what we were talking about earlier, when you're not all caught up in your head, and you're being mindful, it's sort of you're saying, hey, this is my window for you to connect with me and, and help me along, which is the whole point. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are running out of time now, we're not going to get to talking about ancestors today, Um, maybe in six months, you can come back again, because I (laughs) I could, I love talking to you. I just think you're so interesting. One thing I wanted, I want to quickly mention, though, was talking about the color gold. I find it really fascinating that 
at least for myself, I think it's probably the last six months to a year where gold has been the color, you know, uh, maybe even longer than that, I guess, but it always used to be white light and now it's gold light. Did you notice that change for yourself or where did that happen? Have you always worked with gold as a high frequency color? Cause I was yeah. always like taught white light energy, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, gold has just that, it has that power. You just feel yeah. it even when you say gold versus white, you can feel the difference. Well, I can tell you the difference for me when I work with the white light, when I work with white light, I feel like I'm out of my body. It's that yeah. kind of energy. Yeah. And then when I'm, when I work with gold light, um, I'm not out of my body. I'm still here. I wouldn't say it's grounding, but it's just like, I'm not astral traveling or anything like that. I'm in the present moment. I'm working with this energy to heal, to clear whatever it may be. You're right. Cause even when you said that I could kind of sense the metal in the gold. Like I could mm. see that anchoring that sort of is happening. So that's fascinating. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Um, okay. Well, you know, we didn't get to talk very long about the archangels. We could do a whole hour on that. And maybe in the future, I will harass you to come back on the show and we can do that. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank harass you for having you. I'll just email you every week until you say yes. But um, Teresa, how can people get a hold of you? Is there anything that you didn't mention that you really wanted to kind of talk about um, just before we wrap here? And, and I'll put a link to all your contact info as well in the show notes for our listener at home. Oh, thank you so much, Lauren. Um, yes, I just wanted, I'm just very grateful for you to um, allowing me this opportunity to share about the dragons and use my voice to be able to um, explain what it is and and um, also connect people to that energy. Um, if you have any questions or you would like to connect with me, you can go to TeresaWinSpeaks.com and um there's a form or a question uh, box that you can fill out if you would like to pop me a question and I'm happy to um, respond to you. Wow, that's so awesome. And I'll put a link to that as well because Win is not spelt the way you think. So right. <laughs> people are typing in <laughs> Teresa Win and they're getting a 404. No. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for being here. I just think it's such a fascinating discussion and I just learned a lot. You know, I learn a lot every time and it's just so great okay. to just look at these different perspectives and you're just such a thoughtful and in interesting, intelligent uh, speaker. So thank you for being here. You're so sweet. I feel the same way about you, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.